0: It's the Wingin' It F1 Podcast, yes, another episode after a few days off or about a week off, which is which is normal. So I don't even know why I'm saying that. And I'm joined as ever by my two co-hosts, both the best people from the last lap, in my opinion, anyway. It's Freddie Coates and someone whose surname is more than twice as long as his first name. It's Adam Dickinson. How are you doing both? That's <laughs> what much mean, an introduction.
1: That's that's brilliant. I've had a lot of surname. Uh, related gags over the years, but I've never had that one. It's genuinely original, and I rate it. Yes, I am doing very well, Freddie.
2: I'm doing all right too. My um surname is five sevenths the length of my first name. Um, I think if I've said that right, it's wrong. I it's six
1: sevenths. I can't count. Unless you Unless shorten you do Frederick. Your, or Fred. Oh in yeah. In case it's four sixths, two thirds. And yeah. N- Nigel's is actually bigger.
0: My first name and surname is shorter than just your surname, I think.
1: Come on, Adam. Give some to the rest of us.
0: <laughs> yes.
1: Yes. This it's is the same length. Control. Same length as mine. Um... <laughs> and yeah, I mean, Nigel likes links related. <laughs> intros as we know from the past although I avoided his first one which was hair related although as it's locked down and we're not going to be getting haircuts until April or whenever it is then uh, that might become a factor again as it already is for me and Freddie at least well, um, we might have a grand prix to go to from
2: June end of June yes the capability where are we going
1: Silverstone a... got
2: to Silverstone boring well, I mean, it's
1: the, it's, it. it's the easiest one to go to. <laughs> do a wing, wing can get on tour. We go to Singapore You go
0: to the Silverstone wing. The wing get F one podcast. From I like the that.
1: Wing. I like, like that when, a lot um, too. When Check and Flag podcast do, or is it Five Live Check and Flag podcast? I don't know the full name. But when they do it from like the racing points uh, motorhome area, or you know, like the Alfa Romeo um, hospitality <laughs> bit, we could <can> do it <laughs> from that's the wing. Let's just just go and. We'll
2: need to buy a camera because we can't do it on Zoom then, and we'll need we to get rent, like microphone Rent it from the uni, then drive to Silverstone, sit on a bit of Silverstone, then drive back to uni to give it back so that we can use it again another time and not be fined for keeping it too
0: long. <laughs> yes. Yeah, but if you if you rent it out on a Friday, you can just give it back on the Monday, can't you? Yeah,
2: exactly. That's a good point, actually. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> nice. Yeah. Right, yeah so nice. we're going to go to
2: Silverstone with our kit from uni and we're gonna be given access to silverstone <laughs> everything we want from silverstone during a grand prix weekend during the mm. the midst of still a global pandemic but it's okay in the uk at that point if everything's fine but it will be fine just to sit in the middle of a hospitality area and film ourselves chatting absolute tosh about formula Analysis.
1: one I, I did think he <laughs> yeah. had a Dream slash semi-conscious thought. I was as I was falling asleep about us doing a um, winging it on tour at Autosport last international, based mm. on last year's setup. Because as you all know, listeners, we are most sport journalists. Um, and yeah, I kind of had this yes. had this vision of us like sitting in um, sitting in the fresh room, like <laughs> randomly run like onto the sofas and randomly talking about motor racing while everyone's just like David Coulthard's milling around over there looking at us wondering what's going on
2: (laughs) Nigel waves at Tom Ingram, Adam says who's Tom Ingram and um, then we just go on from that
1: it actually was, was I was like I went went up to the main stage and I saw Nigel and Will Holmes who's our friend and Nigel's colleague or then colleague and he was like really, really excited about whoever was on stage and like you know really just like jumping and looking forward to so, uh, I had literally no idea. It was, just, it was just people in a uniform, fancy dress. Nigel,
2: Nigel I've got a question for you. Um, what, what are your thoughts on the fact that Adam dreams about us or semi consciously thinks about us?
0: Uh, worried <laughs> in one word.
2: Oh, I, I was quite uh, flattered, but all right.
0: Yeah. So... I,
2: I, feel, I feel really <laughs> awkward to mention all of my dreams about you guys now but anyway
1: I was about to say we could make it a regular um, non race uh, feature of non race podcast that each of us has to recount a dream that we had involving, <laughs> involving the rest of the podcast in some location or we could yeah, just have the pessimism stakes
0: the, maybe the yes. viewers and listeners can send in the dreams they've had about all three of us as well
2: yes I think we will have to wait until we all die, for someone to actually have had a dream about all three of us, because that's never gonna well, it's never going to happen.
0: No, wait, let's move on. We've had about five minutes already. It's the, it's the off of season. Of I fine. Yeah, weird
2: Phil, about we can't speak about Kimi Raikkonen, Tony Jovanotti. Who are they? We had we had a whole pod. We've done 58, 57 episodes of this podcast. We've never spoken about them. We had a whole Formula One season. No, we we
1: talked about them a lot in the. Driver market one, we just never oh, did yeah. them in any of the pre or post said, race ones. We, spoke we just about saved the it all for one podcast. <laughs> we saved it all for one podcast, and then it was like, okay, well we've done that for that year. We can and then move they on.
2: Signed. We got signed. Signed again. <laughs>
1: we'll get to
2: that when we talk about the Alfa Romeo launch. Nigel, take
0: control of this podcast you're hosting. Yeah, I'm not very good at that, am I? Uh, that doesn't build well for stuff. Uh, speaking of Alfa, Alfa Tauri were the first not the first, a third, no, they weren't second team to launch their car last year. They were Friday. the first
2: Alpha. They were the first of the Alphas. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: it's a slightly different livery, a bit more black on the car. Yuki Tsunoda, we found, is really short compared to PA Gasly, which is quite incredible. And yeah, it was probably the best launch out of the three in the last few days. So yes.
1: Yeah, he's really making signs. I don't know. I got, I've got. No, so I I've, thought you oh, was waving uh, at me. Like,
0: Alpha I,
2: like, <laughs> I kind of was, a, I th- I kind th- was waving. Um, sorry, I've yeah. just got a shadow behind Your me. Your thoughts? Um, <laughs> thoughts on the Alpha Tauri. I quite like it. The little livery update they've done. They're not normally a team that, um, at least as as their Red Bull ownership guys, and they're not really a team that have changed livery much. They had sort of, kind of tweaks to the the, the car from two thousand and six to two thousand and sixteen. And then they had that kind of really cool sort of neon, red, blue, punchy livery from, from the last few years of Toro Rosso, which I think everyone loves. Loved that. Amazing livery. And then I kind of expected them when with the Alpha Tauri livery from last season, I kind of expected that to be with us for like five or six years. But I was quite pleasantly surprised to see a bit of an update, kind of a retro livery. There are a few pictures of some old Tyrells going around. Um, from the 90s and I can I really saw the similarities and I kind of thought yeah it's quite nice actually it's
0: alright, it's good um, it's a bit it like makes... my video now in black and white
2: <laughs> yeah it makes it makes the car look a bit kind of weirdly tall but I don't know if that was the renders just because everything seems to be sort of all the logos and be ramped up a foot on the car from where they were last year apart from the Honda one which gives it a kind of I don't know to, to my mind it made it look a bit taller, weirdly, but it's obviously the same height, but that was the perspective that I got from the livery, if that makes sense.
1: We're art critics. I've left Adam yes. In of that. Yes, I, I really like it, actually. I think it's... I kind of... I liked last year's, but just liked it. It was kind of, you know, like, fourth, fifth, sixth level. In yeah. the um, imaginary livery stakes, so yeah, I, I do really like it. Actually, I like that they've kind of brought the the blue in a lot more and kind of put put that down the um, down the centre. And the Honda, I believe the Honda wasn't on the rear wing last
2: no.
1: year. Yeah, um, and I quite like it being there for this one. So yeah, I'm I'm a big fan yeah. of it to be fair. Yeah,
0: um, and yeah, you, you raved a lot about. Alfa Tauri last year, didn't you, Adam? What, what is it about them that, that you like?
1: I mean, they're a good team run well with good drivers, predominantly, yeah. and that's kind of always a recipe for success or, you know, kind of re- relative success to where they're at. I think if you compare them to the Haas and Alfa Romeos and Slash Salbers and Williamses of this world, you know, and even some of the teams higher up, to be honest, You know, maybe maybe Racing Point last year and Ferrari probably as well. You know, I think they do. They just kind of seem to always, you know, exceed expectations, and they always kind kind of seem to do the best that they can do on most weekends. I think Gasly's a very good driver, especially at um, AlphaTauri, where he knows it very well. Sonoda's. Uh, exciting coming through, and obviously you know you've just got to look back at the quality and calibre of drivers that they've had over you know the last five or so uh, years. So yeah, I just think you know they're a dark horse. No one kind of puts them up there with the midfield, but you know they're they're always able to beat you know some of the midfield runners. I think I don't know for certain, but it felt like over most races, you know, and Gasly was getting into uh, and Fiat on occasion getting into the Q3 as well.
0: Yeah, definitely. Gasly with his famous win at Monza last year. Uh, Yeah, Freddie, how do you feel Gasly will fare this year? He's going to be the team's leader, I guess, with rookie Yuki Tsunoda. How do you think he'll live up to the new pressure of that?
2: It's going to be an entirely different dynamic to what we saw last year. Um, Pierre Gasly, um, for the majority of the season, walked over Daniel Kvyat. um, And Daniel Kvyat has had kind of a closure on his third third stint in Formula One. Some people don't even get a one. And he's had three. He's done. He's he's he did proud. I think in the last half of the season did Kvyat because you could see how different he was to when he got demoted last time because he he could tell he was going to be replaced by Sonoda, and he just performed better and better and better, and he got to a point that was great. So that's a shame for Kvyat that when he was getting to his best, he's ever been in Formula One. Is when Sonoda's risen through the ranks, but um, I think Sonoda is one of those drivers who's, you know, he's stepped up every every year he's been involved in a car, and Gasly is one of those drivers who has stepped up recently in um, in in Toro Rosso AlphaTauri, but obviously had that awful year with Red Bull. So there's still going, there's going to be there's going to be more question marks over this pairing, I think, than. Than um, we've seen in recent years um, at this at AlphaTauri at Toraossa. I think Sonoda is going to start moderately. I think Gasly's going to be really, you know, on it because he, he is in this car. He absolutely loves the, the dynamic in this team and this car. It's where he's been absolutely fantastic. But I, w- and I but I wouldn't be surprised if um, he gets a bit rattled later on by Sonoda.
1: Yeah, I think it's quite an exciting, quite an exciting pairing to look at. Kind of, both of them have got career progression on the cards for next season because Sonoda, if if he can prove that he's good enough, then he's right in line for a Red Bull seat, and I don't think Red Bull will have qualms about promoting him just after one season because um, that always goes so well from what we've seen over the last few years. And mm-hmm. Gasly, there are some good drivers coming up through the Red Bull Junior system that you know, it kind of feels like they could be on a good year away from F1 as well. Um, I think Vips and Lawson spring to mind. There's probably more um, that I'm not recalling at this very moment. But I think Gasly's kind of got a... He's got to be proving that he can go and lead another midfield team. That's That's got to be his thing for this year, because I think that's where he's going to be looking for a contract at next season. And... If if he can't or if he doesn't and but still can't find a contract, then it'll kind of be a bit of a step back to somewhere like Williams, Haas, or Alfa Romeo. You know, who are kind of a step below in the Class C mm. battle. So yeah, I think it's a big year for both because they both kind of got a point to prove.
0: Yeah, it's a very exciting driver lineup for me. I absolutely love Yuki Tsunoda. How do we feel? Well, I guess how does he rank in terms of? the Toy Ross or Red Bull drivers we've seen over the last 10 years. Is he one of the most exciting Red Bull juniors we've seen?
2: Oh, he's one of the most exciting to come in. Definitely. I think um, the way he's come, he's done one season in F2, then gone straight to alvatari is kind of the style we've had. We've kind of got used to with Helmut Marco's appointments in that, okay, he's done a good season there, bam, into the, into the junior team. Um, and, you know, we've had that with Verstappen, with Kvyat, with, um, with um, or well, going down the line, probably all of them, if you look at it, they've had a good Renault 3.5 series and that kind of thing. So, I think on results, well, results wise, he's you know kind of standard, but um, it's, it's the fact that he's he's got to that stage to get the results in such a meteoric way, if that makes sense, in the way he's gone, um, Japanese F3, F4, and then. F three and then got better as that went on. F two got better and better and better than that one, even better in comparison to F two than he was in F three, which is saying something. And then um it just you just kind of look at it and think, well, he's he's on the momentum charge that matches a, a move to Formula One. And I think that's yeah, it's really exciting. I don't know if he's the most exciting. We've had the 17-year-old Max Verstappen <laughs> coming in alongside an also complete rookie with Carlos Sainz. I think that was probably the most exciting year for this team, but this is... Um, yeah, he's one of the, the, the best rookie prospects you have had um, since... Oh, I say since Russell. That was only two years ago, but...
0: Yeah, everyone's definitely had a lot of great rookies recently. Yeah.
1: Uh, yeah Adam, mm. have you got
0: anything to add? Um...
1: I mean, yeah, that's a good point. You've had Leclerc as well coming through yeah. over the last two years. Uh, but yeah, I think I think he is right up there for all the, all the points that Freddie said. I think I mean, we mentioned this before, but I wouldn't kind of look to compare his results to Gasly so much as comparing where he is at the start of the season to, com- to where he is at the end, because yes you know obviously red bull promotion is always going to be on the cars when you're in that team but they've got plenty of time plenty of time and i think there shouldn't be that pressure on him it should just be looking at improving you know getting used to to all the tracks that are on the calendar and getting used to to an f1 car and you know as long as as long as he is getting better and getting to, you know, a, a decent level in near league by the end of the season, I think that you know, that would be a success really. That said, it you know, as it does feel like he he could very well exceed that and, you know, I think it would be it would be great to see that happen. He said he wanted to be the first Japanese race winner in F one, which would be a, a superb thing.
0: Oh yeah, he um, won a race, I forgot.
1: That yeah. Yeah, surprised He's, me. Um, yeah, it surprised me too, actually, when you think you've got
2: like um Satoru Nakajima and people like that from the 80s who were K- sort of kind of Nakajima. legendary. Kazuki Nakajima as well is also a legendary. Kobayashi. He was a legendary. Kobayashi's legend. fantastic. Yeah. He the last Japanese podium to do at Suzuka. Whenever, whenever he's places, in a race, fantastic. he just felt like anything could happen. It's brilliant. <laughs> yeah. If, if, if Kobayashi was behind anyone, you knew something was going to happen, that he was going to try wow. and move. And it's a shame that his second place qualifying start for the Belgian Grand Prix in 2012 was ruined by a wayward Roman Grosjean. But anyway, um, that's for another story, um, which will probably never be told by us. By no, um, probably not. Cover we're not. It. No. <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was nine Spa years ago. Spa preview
1: 2021,
2: watch this space maybe. Well, I mean, the, the 21 is the 12 backwards, so we could do some fancy like wizardry with that. But um, anyway, I was going to so, make a point about Sonoda. Um, um, so
1: for every preview... Race
2: preview. Preview
1: preview the 2012
2: race.
0: Yeah,
2: yeah. Considering that would be very exciting. It would be great when we get to um, Abu Dhabi because the 2012 race in Abu Dhabi is the only good race in Abu
1: Dhabi. Anyway, um, I mean, it'd be great when we get to the Portuguese Grand Prix as well. (laughs) Um, Was that the year? No, it wouldn't have been when they had GP2 there. No, it was 2009. yeah, Um, Yeah. I don't think we should do that. I think that's a bad idea <laughs> in hindsight. <laughs>
2: oh, I don't think anyone else meant it seriously, Adam. But anyway, um, so no what order. I was going to say about Sonoda Best was check. that um, the unfortunate thing that will probably end up deciding Sonoda's Formula One future fate, if that makes or sense. Us. To. <laughs> yeah, us. Um, is Perez's season. It's how Perez gets on in the Red Bull. And if Perez is really good in the Red Bull, then that gives Sonoda time, I think. If Perez isn't necessarily amazing at the Red Bull, I think that gives Sonoda less time. Would you would you buy that yeah. as a as a point of view? Would you buy that as a point of view if they'll they'll want to put mm. Sonoda in the Red Bull rather than um if they if
1: they if they ha if they're at a loss for twenty twenty two? I think if he has a um Alban twenty nineteen or Gasly twenty eighteen season, then yes they probably look to do that yeah again I, I, th- I think it depends how he kind of does and compares to yeah you know, if he, if he's doing badly they're not going to want to put him in you know it's it's if, well, if yeah. he's not able to shouldn't with gasly in an alpha towery then yeah oh yeah it's it's completely completely nonsensical to to be considering oh. it even for red bull um but, you know, I think if he, if he has a good season and Perez doesn't, it's always going to be on the cards or have Red Bull learnt from their mistakes over the last few years and would they, you know, put a kind of another journeyman driver in. But actually, Bottas, as I've been saying for a while.
0: I mean, I think that as long as Perez gets a few podiums, maybe a couple wins, that's enough to keep a seat. Unless Zanoda I mean, has an yeah, exception. If and you've voted into the in Cup Wins it
2: wouldn't be a bad season. <laughs> yeah, yeah, if be a very the good best rebel season, season since Vettelgear in 2013 well, then yeah, maybe he will do enough to keep his seat.
0: <laughs> if he's closer <clumped laughs> to the Stafford than Gasly and Alba were then. Oh, yes, which is quite definitely. a low bar. I think he will stay unless Zanoda hasn't an exceptional season. If, if
1: Valtteri Bottas wins 11 races, then I think it'd be enough for him to keep his Mercedes for I, I think Red are going to
0: do well this year. I think Red Bull are going to do well so that's why I think a few podiums is quite a low bar.
2: Well, I mean, we'll get on to Red Bull later but there's a lot to be said about where they end in 2020 actually being a good sign um, rather than being an omen for Mercedes but we'll get on to that later.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, Before we move on to the next team, I just need to say, yes, need, not want. I need to say where you can find us on this podcast. You can watch us on YouTube, Spotify, iTunes, our podcast provider, Acast. We're at Winging at F1 on Twitter as well. You know where our Twitters are. You're probably already following us, so I don't have to repeat them, not because I can't remember. Uh, Yeah, I just have to say that really before we move on to Alpha Romeo who wants a car on Monday. Um, in what, a car. Yeah, what a I car. What a car.
1: I like it. It's new livery. Incredible.
0: Best car we've seen so far out of three.
1: Definitely. Both. I think it's better than <laughs> all of the cars last season and probably before sure that as well. It, it's I oh, it's so good. I mean, I've, I've liked, since they've gone to this kind of Merlot and white livery scheme with the Alfa Romeo badge on, um, from 2017 eighteen maybe um yeah eighteen i've 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 liked all of their designs i wasn't such i wasn't um a massive fan of actually yeah that, saying that I wasn't as much a fan of last year I thought it was a bit of a downgrade I didn't like the black elements on it so much um but yeah i think <laughs> i think i I think it's the best car we've got this season. Better than last year, better than a fair few seasons we've had before as well. It's an absolute stunner.
2: It is a beautiful, beautiful car. And I think um, if you had told me last year, because I think the Alfa Romeo <coughs> has been progressing nicely since they've got that sponsorship on the sale, but I think it's been progressing really nicely the development of the livery from where it was with Leclerc and Ericsson to where it was last at the end, uh, for last year's car with the um, Orland sponsorship that came on and brought in a bit more red as well. And if you'd said to me, Oh, how about we just switch the red and the white round? I probably would have said, "Don't do it. Don't change it. Don't mess with it," because it's really nice. But they've done it, and it's really—it's still really nice. It feels—it—it oh, it feels slick, and in the fact, they—it feels kind of like really streamlined, if that makes sense. And like, I think it will look great around Monaco.
1: Um, it'll look great I don't know why around. It'd look great around like an industrial estate in
0: Rochdale. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I think I think it's, if it if it's a if it's one that we're going to be thinking about tracks, I mean, like you know, it Italy in the middle of summer, every car looks good, but that would just be absolutely perfect in if if we were going to Magello this year, but we're not. But um, oh, I don't know if it's my favorite. I don't know if it's my favorite. What? I don't know. I don't know yet.
1: Oh, what? Yeah, 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 what? yeah. I, yeah. I, what? What was what was uh, like causing doubt in? your mind
2: i do think the mclaren, McLaren? is a perfect livery as well um and i think i do think that one's i think the little the little subtle changes they've made to the mclaren have made it even better this year and i think the mclaren is a really really good looking car but uh, yeah yeah i think of the four we've got so far yeah i'd say the alpha just just snatches it for me and i, I do think, think the rebel is still an ac- excellent looking car um we're going to get on to the rebel later as i to keep saying but they've um and we got the same looking car as everyone says for Red Bull. It's it's boring because it's not different, but it's it's it is,
1: to be it's fair. a great looking car. I think like the McLaren the McLaren one they've got at the moment. I think it's probably kind of as as close to perfect as you could get. Maybe with this design scheme, with this color scheme or whatever. Yeah. But in you know in terms of outright, I don't think it's in the same. I don't think anything's in the same league as the Alfa Romeo, and I don't. I think yeah. that extends. I really like the um the way the as you say, they flipped the white and the and the rouge. So the um Burgundy's now kind of on, on the bottom. The and I really side. like I really like how the logo on the engine cover just kind of rises out, out of mm. um, out of the red. Um if anyone's not seen Tom Mo, he's not called Tom F one anymore. Um but he did a kind of he did a bit of a redesign, which, if there's any livery that doesn't need a redesign, it's that one. Um, but he then kind of played around with the colours on it, um, and kind of switched it. I think he did a like kind of a, a green, green and red one, which is obviously their kind of clover colour. Yeah, because yeah, um, they got the
2: clover bang in the middle of the engine cover, don't yeah. they? Which is kind of which is their sport logo. Mm. If You go back in the past, they'll always have the the triangle with the clover on it on their old Alfa Romeo cars from about you know 1950. And the fact that that's sort of slap bang in the middle gives it a really nice mm. like little nod that if, if you know, you know, if you don't know, it, it looks good. And that's, you know, that works. It, mm. It's got that, that he, innuendo
1: to it. He kind of played played around with the colours of it. So he did, he did a kind of green, background green, and then um, instead of the white. And he also did a um, much lighter red instead of the white. And both of those look really good, actually, kind of if... I didn't think they would, but if I saw them kind of as testing liveries, I think I would quite like those. I think Nigel's we'll, back with us now. What we'll do you think of the Alfa Romeo? We'll put some links
2: uh, to those uh, images in the description below just in yes. case you aren't aware of them or haven't found
1: You are YouTubers.
2: And,
0: yeah. and uh, podcasters. Well, I everywhere it, else. Yeah, I think it looks great as well. Definitely the best car we've seen so far probably will be the best. Uh, still not sure about how good they're going to be on the track, but at least the car does look good. how do we it's, think they will fare with a unchanged doesn't year? matter
1: just gonna look. No, <laughs> no one's going to even everyone will forget what position they're in when they see them going round like the, oh, the it, graphic. it matters
2: so much because <laughs> that car does that car livery deserves to be successful and it just won't be and yes. it's quite it's quite sad because uh, the Sauber team which is you know it's still a Sauber, is sponsored by Alfa Romeo but the Sauber mm. team just, just they feel like they don't have that that kick to not be in eighth place. Yes. And does that make does that make any sense? Do I sound stupid saying that? But I, just no, feel, I, I know. Like, like you look at Williams you and you look at Williams and Haas, who finished behind them last year. Mm. Everything you hear out of Williams is we're going to get to the going to get back up there, get back up there, and I kind of I believe it. And you see with Haas, the kind of team mentality is like. We deserve to be in the midfield, at least. We deserve to be in the midfield. And yeah, they have been, and I believe it. And you look at Alfa Romeo, and if they ever say anything, you know, if you ever catch anything they say, because everything they say is just tedious and dry. If you ever catch anything they say, it's like a, oh well, we'll do the weekend, and it's. They are. They are. They've been the also runs. Also runs of Formula One since BMW left ten years ago, and they had a brief renaissance with Charles Leclerc because he was an excellent driver, and. And that helped drag the car forward and helped drag the team up a bit, which also helped drag Marcus Eriksson up a bit. And Eriksson had his best year, and unfortunately was, you know, sidelined. Feature
1: of drive to survive.
2: A feature of drive to survive. It's true. Um, and oh, it's just Salbe need to kick up the arse, frankly. And if they haven't, if they don't, they didn't get that with an Alfa Romeo deal. That's why they're going to. I reckon they're going to lose Alfa Mayo at the end of this year.
0: They've upgraded the car a lot, though. There's been a lot of changes. They've used up the two tokens, which each team is allowed to use this year. So they've brought a lot of updates. Does that That not bring you any confidence?
2: No. I I don't know. I I think... It really saddens me, because that team was a team that I remember adoring with the Kibitza Heidfeld BMW lineup back in the day. I remember thinking, I look back on that. Very good car as well. You're so right. It's a fantastic, historic BMW car and Sauber car of just like what, the glory days and they came second in the championship because of the McLaren dismissal and it's just like where is that that gone? Where, where's that gone? It's clearly the fighting the spirit of that team has come from external factors and it came from Red Bull sponsoring them for years and then it came from BMW basically owning them for years and since then it's just been nothing and they haven't got it with an Alfa Romeo Alpha and I just think I don't know. I don't know when this ends for them as a team. And uh, I kind of I know this is getting all you know existential from twenty twenty one, but um, that team's just going to shrivel up and die. I'm afraid. I think.
1: Yeah, and I, th- I think the kind of faith in the upgrades kind of dip- ties into what you said, Freddie. That if it was another team kind of coming out and saying, oh, we've got all of these upgrades, and you know we're going to be taking a step forward." You- You kind of feel like there was something to it, whereas with Alpha, there's just kind of no faith that they will why not make that step forward. If you look
2: at it, if you want want to look look at it on facts, let's look at it on facts. They they only just basically opened a simulator to to help develop the car. They didn't even use it for this car. Yeah, okay, cool. Twenty twenty two, maybe they'll use it for that. They've had a wind tunnel sat there for 10 years and they've not been able to use. They might have been able to turn it on once or twice now. They've got a a bit of a cash injection from Alfa Romeo, but they're just not doing it. They're not doing it. they, They need to give off a good impression to get the money to use it. And they're seeing that and going, why aren't people coming to us? Because you're not making them want to invest in you. Alfa Romeo mm. have done it because you've got a good relationship with Ferrari, but Alfa Romeo said the other day that they're going to be electric from 2022 onwards or whatever from the future. So they're going to leave. Um, they're going to leave Formula One. There's rumours they're going to take up a Formula E entry, but that's that's grapevine from like a day ago. So I think they need to they need to just grab Formula One and want to do it. They need to moms, shake themselves.
0: Fred is an
2: excellent guy.
0: Why? 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 My answer is that is they were racing Ferrari quite a lot last year and considering how bad the Ferrari engine was, Kimi Räikkönen was the best of the six Ferrari powered drivers. Did they, they, I think they did well considering the power unit they had. Considering once the or twice. Power unit they once or twice they Ferrari were. Once was. or
2: twice that happened and then they just slipped back to nothing oh, in did, did, of
1: did Charles Leclerc not exist to you last
2: season?
0: That's a good point, actually. <laughs> Where was that the club come from? A few times. What? Raikkonen was the best Ferrari-powered driver last year on occasion. occasion. I think
2: Raikkonen did great when he qualified
1: fourth at the Sakhir Grand Prix as well. Yeah, and all those podiums he got as well. That was just...
0: <laughs> yeah, but and, to be fighting with a team that spends the most money in F1, do you not think that's a decent year considering what they had in the back of the car.
1: I mean, they, they were probably fighting Alex Albon once or twice as well, but it isn't like... <laughs> I'd, no, I'd, I I think, you know, they, they maybe exceeded expectations a bit last year, but I just think, as Freddie said, looking back over the last 10 years, they've done nothing apart from have Leclerc in for...
0: Not a a season, ten years. So maybe Perez not ten, has but Kel- yeah. Kobe, okay,
1: that, that's that's exaggerated. That, yeah, um, um, that's the the exception but,
2: year that proves the rule. Yeah. Frankly, Perez, um, when nearly winning a race in Malaysia, that was great. And you, mm. you look at that and think, wow, they've got a momentum, they've got an urge, they've got an urge. And then the next year they have Nico Hulkenberg doing okay, and then the next year after that they get no points. Like, what?
1: I think and, it's it's also so sad because it's a livery that will get lost to time. It, it's a bit like the. Um Jordan nineteen ninety one livery, except Jovanazzi isn't Schumacher. But in honor of that, we are introducing a feature which we have just thought of or I thought of last night for a last lap feature, but Freddie isn't doing it because thought of a lot of things last
0: night. Oh no, that was the dream was the other day, wasn't it? Sorry. <laughs> I don't
1: know. Anyway, um Nigel was taking too much of an interest in my sleeping uh and night habits, but um yeah, the pessimism stakes, because we didn't mention Alpha enough last year, Alpha Romeo that is, um, we'll be doing a few minute checkup on them after every race and creating a nice little jingle to go along with <laughs> this, which is going to be very fun. And an animation, if any of us can be bothered, which we probably won't be. At. We're not going to do we'll an animation. Oh, okay, there we go. We, That's we might
2: do We might do a little title that just says the pessimism stakes bit. And yeah. then, uh, yeah, and then we'll do a yeah. yaha to celebrate, because um, <laughs> um, Kimi Raikkonen is Mario. We've decided um, because he's the, be F1, he's the F one because he's the F one driver who's most like a plumber, and um, I think, um, although Luigi <laughs> is Antonio <laughs> Giovinazzi. So we're going down, um, we're going down rabbit warrants here, but um, to do so, we're going to mention Alfa <laughs> Romeo. And in doing so, they're going to get coverage because we decided that we accidentally didn't talk about them, as Adam says. And that's because there's nothing to say about them, as we've just said. So we're going to give them a little bit of a spotlight. We're going to we're going to, you know, ruffle a few feathers. Nigel's going to defend them for some reason. <laughs> There'll be
0: stuff to talk about this year, I'm sure. They're going to score points. Wow.
2: F Wow. Consistently. Score consistently. points.
0: Consistently. Oh, consistently.
1: What actually. is... Riken and gonna out- outperform Sites and Leclerc again or um yeah, I think I'm looking forward to this. The pessimism stakes coming soon, probably after the testing uh, Barcelona, is it no it's Bahrain testing will be Bahrain. the oh, I'm going crazy. Um will be the first one we that all? we do it for. So <laughs> Yes, <laughs>
0: um, so we found out yeah. earlier what I yeah. Well, the I mean, the first, the first coming...
2: red flag of last year's testing was an Alfa Romeo. So, if that's not an omen, I
1: don't know what is. <laughs> the pessimism stakes coming soon to this podcast. Look out for that.
0: Yes, uh, that's enough Alfa Romeo debate for now. Let's move on to the <laughs> final team that has launched uh, as of recording this podcast. It is Red Bull. Will twenty twenty one finally be the year, yes or no? One word, both at the same time.
2: Yes. Maybe. Uh, oh,
0: okay. Well, you you, did, you didn't say what
2: expecting. the question
1: was. And you said,
2: will you it, said, be will it finally
1: be the year? I didn't know.
2: Year, oh, do you think... sorry. I mean, it already is the... 2021 by my watch. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, yes.
1: <laughs> so, yes, it will be the year that Sergio Perez races for them, but no, it won't be the year that they win the uh, championship, either no, championship. It won't It won't be the year that they finally sack Max Verstappen.
0: No. So what will it be it the won't. year of them for for Red Bull?
2: The Ox. <laughs> um, <laughs> I didn't expect that to get a reaction. Yeah, but, um, no. okay. <laughs> I was about to give an answer. Um, I reckon. So I, I alluded to this earlier in the podcast. Oh. Red Bull um, developed their car significantly at the end of 2020. Mercedes obviously didn't. They, they cut off their development quite early on, which made the, the, um, the curve much steeper than it probably could have been. But that's the crucial point. This car is, is such a carryover of that car for everyone this year. The 2021 Formula 1 cars are such a carryover of the 2020 Formula 1 cars. So the performance gap is going to be relatively similar, I'd imagine. So this could be Red Bull's best chance in a long time for Max Verstappen at least, to be at a good level at the start of the season.
0: because We say this every year. We do say this every year, but
2: we've got regulation to to talk about at this time. Because Red Bull won the final race of last year from pole. They didn't come fourth. They won it from pole. And the car is basically the same for everyone-ish, but with a few issues to the floor. And um, it doesn't say Aston Martin on it anymore. And, you know, that's just less paint. So, frankly, it should go faster.
0: The only reason they were on... But if you look at the gap between McLaren and Mercedes at Abu Dhabi, it was quite small. So That's a good point, actually. What what, what Freddie's saying
1: is, (laughs) if this year's World Championship is decided off the race weekend of the 2020 Abu Dhabi Grand Prix, Red Bull will win. But, well, I mean, it's it's source material we've got. Like, ah, use. you it, got twenty five points and no one else did, so yes, you are the champions. And then we'll just go and race around Australia for fun. You know what I'm saying is that based on the
2: most recent success and based on the fact that that's the most similar carryover car as we've had in recent years since, like I don't know, 1988, that um, that it's going to actually be kind of important where they finish the season more so than in previous years and that, you know, it makes it, that's what so what I'm saying is, is Rebels best shot,
1: I'm not saying they'll do it. I mean, based off the most recent success, Pierre Gasly should have won the Mugello Grand Prix but... No, you're being <laughs> facetious um, <laughs> I, I don't know about the I did, it's, it's not <laughs>
0: We, we like might see a title fight.
2: We, I think we might see a title fight, but I don't think
1: Rebel will win. I mean,
0: yeah. I'd be happy it's, to see that. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd be, be happy to
1: see it. I would be happy to see it, but I just don't I just don't see it because it happens every year. I think Mercedes know what they're doing too much. They know what they're doing too much. Lewis Hamilton is just so good. And I yeah, I just don't kind of see it happening really. It's. It happens. We we have this debate as every year, as we've said, and you can get excited about it the first few years, but then when it's that's, like going into year six or seven or whatever how <laughs> we're in, it's, yeah, it's, it's like. Well,
2: that's the thing, Adam. This this year it has been the same debate for six years, but this year there is an alternative factor of the position from twenty twenty being more relevant, as I've been saying, which means that but, it's. There's, I don't you can say, oh, enough. okay. I
1: don't um, think that's enough to turn the tide of seven years of Mercedes dominance, though. No, no, but it's enough to say that this is the best
2: chance Red Bull have had.
1: Yeah. Cool. It's the best chance, like, um, Team Silverstone have had as well. But again, like, yeah. so, I just yeah. don't, don't see it happening.
0: Ah, uh, I don't know i I'm really fifty fifty. I think they will be closer. And um, you know what, Freddie? I'm gonna go with you. I think they are gonna challenge the Mercedes this year. I think they will. And the car we saw at the launch was is not a the car they're gonna use this year. They couldn't. They couldn't really tell uh, much difference. But uh, yeah, I, I I think. Oh, I don't know. Now I'm I'm gonna backtrack.
1: I do. I, I expect them to be closer. I, did, I expect them to be a bit mm. closer and the you Perez factor should, should help but, with that.
0: Verstappen was consistently qualifying within three or four attempts, wasn't he? So if, they, if they're going to get I mean, even closer, then that he, is a genuine threat.
1: Yeah. From the, first, from the first weekend, it never felt to me like there would be a title fight involving Verstappen. Like, it, it just never and kind I wasn't. Of felt like he'd be in that position. <laughs> Yeah, but I mean that's what I mean. It's it's not like, I don't know, twenty eighteen Ferrari, where it's kind of like, Oh, they just have to get a bit better and you know, they might they might be there. It's it just well, yeah, feels you're like... you're
2: right. We won't know till the first weekend. And if at the first weekend, at Bahrain, um a track where um it's traditionally kind of a more Mercedes track, but at Bahrain with a sappen know, six tenths off, eight, seven tenths mm. off, then yeah. That answers the question really. but if he's three or four tenths off, then, in, um, then that kind of doesn't answer the question because at a power track, you'd expect that kind of, kind of gap if the Rebel's going to challenge next week at Imola, where the rebel was really close last year. So it really depends on the first weekend for us to you know jump on a few bandwagons definitely. And if, if he's way off, then yeah, that eludes it straight away. But I, just, I do just think it'll be a bit closer, and there'll be a bit more to it this year, and that um, going to, Mercedes are going to have to develop this car probably a little bit more than they'll want to.
0: I agree, but I always feel Mercedes have that little bit extra that yeah. they never, oh, yeah. ever show. And you know, if they have to bring the pace, they will do it. But the only factor that Red Bull have over Mercedes is a better driver lineup, in my opinion, anyway. I think Verstappen and Perez is a better lineup than uh, Bottas and Hamilton. Do you agree with that? It's
2: the it's the 9 to the 8.5 that kind of thing. It's only <laughs> fractionally better. I think. As as a part, I, I mean we're, we're going to, again we're going to see how Perez stacks up but
1: I think the I think best case scenario in terms of Perez I think they would be stronger but I think I'd still put Mercedes ahead just... And, and also, we, we've seen how Bottas and Hamilton work together as well. And I think, you know, that aspect's significant. Um, are
0: are yeah, they your I number mean, one, Adam? Are they your number one pairing, would you say?
1: Yeah, so, I think... They're the strongest pairing. I can't remember which week we um, spoke about this. But, yeah, I think, I think just yeah. in terms of they seem... I just think Hamilton's the best number one driver, and Bottas is the best number two driver. Mm. To me, I kind of—I'd of, I'd... I'd
0: put Red Bull and, and Ferrari ahead of them for me.
1: Mm. Oh, I think they're all really good. <laughs> <laughs> they're all really I think, good. Lineup. I think for a team for a team looking to win two championships in a year, I think they have the best pairing. Is kind of the way the metric I... Look at it from.
2: Yeah, I mean, if Perez is going as Adam says, yeah, we've seen Hamilton and Bottas for four years now, tick every box. If um, not quite every box, it's not a one-two in the championship. We saw that um, last year and the year before that, at least, and that's you know the best results they've had as a champion, as a team in the championship. With science is coming into a new team, Perez is coming into a new team. That just rocks the rocks the boat a little bit in their um, capability. You, you know, it, it took Ricardo a bit of time to get used to the Renault, and then once he did, he blitzed Holkenberg. So I mean, it then he's you know he's one of the best on the grid. So it, it take there, it, it, the driver the driver lineup is definitely um a big debate, and it but it's it's affected by the um you know the treading water stage of the first few races, if that makes sense, of a new team. Um, mm-hmm. I think the one that I kind of like. always kind of um, is interesting with Perez is that in sort of 2018, it was sacrilege that he kept his seat and Ocon didn't. And then a little bit later it was sacrilege that Perez didn't keep his seat and that kind of thing. It's kind of like, well, obviously you know, the mentality there was that Perez was the worst driver at that point. Perez Mm. is definitely all that. He's definitely the best choice of Red Bull at the moment. But is he going to challenge Max? And I think I think it's a it's a yeah. much much bigger question than than people have been thinking about. Really, mm. I think I think it, it's all well and good saying, yeah, Albon did crap, yeah, he did, and it warranted bringing in Perez. But whether Perez can, you know, be as much as a yeah. step up as is needed, he will be a step up. But as much as a step up as is needed by Red Bull is a different question.
1: I think it's yeah, and I think that's the case for the for the whole team. Really, I think they will be. They will be a step closer, or I think it's likely they'll be a step closer to Mercedes, but I think they're doing that from a position of four or three or four steps back. You know, I, I don't think, I don't think like moving a bit closer is enough to make them into genuine title contenders. Um, I think as we said before, it would have been very interesting if uh, Hamilton hadn't got and had his new contract, and you know, kind of maybe something would have gone different there I do think Red Bull might do very well at testing and then everyone will say Mm -hmm. um, oh yeah they're going to do amazing it's going to be there and then we'll get to the first race and Mercedes will blitz it and it will be the same as usual but I hope I'm wrong I genuinely do I I hope we have a good side to fight I hope we have drama consistently for the race win over the season
2: we'll say this at the time when it comes to testing but if if, you know you've got that you'll have the headline times and what it's got to look at is how those headline times have been achieved. We obviously don't know fuel loads and that kind of thing, but we, we are um, able to find speed trap figures and stuff like that. And if you compare those over the few days, then you'll be able to realistically see um, a lot more, um, get a lot more data out of it. Like if you've got a really high high speed figure at one point, it's like, oh, that's a low fuel run. Okay. But you've got consistent high speeds coming from at the end of the, from the speed traps. Then that's kind of where we're going to find a bit more, at least, engine performance, and that's I think realistically where we're going to be seeing um, a lot of difference this year um, with Honda bringing a new engine, which will be the engine of, of bringing essentially what they want as a 2022 spec engine. But they're bringing for 2021, so I uh, know whether that will bring you know a few niggles early on, we don't know. But they think they've they think they've got. I think they're packing. So.
1: Mm. I think I see. that'll be. I think that'll be a really interesting um, one to follow because that was something Red Bull did have problems with last season was reliability. They went for a stretch through the kind of middle of the season where Verstappen had back to back retirements, and I think, as Freddie says, if if they're bringing in a stonking engine, you know that that could be very interesting to note. But equally, they'll. Most likely be teething problems because that's just what happens. It's definitely a watch this space, though. Definitely yeah. watch this space.
0: I think if the reliable Dendale challenge, but, yeah, we'll talk about it more as the season uh, builds.
1: certainly will. Yeah. Yes, we
0: uh, really
2: will. <laughs> For the next up until end of March, which actually, to be fair, it's only a, what 30 odd days away until. Um, we're going to be doing our preview hype Ooh. for the new season, but um, so when we're at that four, stage,
1: four more episodes away,
2: four more episodes, a lot, lot more, maybe eight. to come. Testing, maybe eight episodes. Mm. What? Um, <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Nigel's going to try and get the Bahrain Grand Prix cancelled, apparently. Um, um, unless we're doing those eight-hour streams of testing. Um, but anyway. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah we will probably be saying oh what can rebel do every week so get ready for that because as much as it's the tale of as old as time um and everyone's bored of it and everyone says they're bored of it and we're all bored of it but we also have just spoken about it so you're bored of it listener but it's going to be what you're dealing with
0: our viewers and listeners are never bored and they won't be bored in a minute when we all give our hot takes for each of the three teams we've been talking about today. Uh, who wants to go first with a prediction or something from Alpha, uh, Alpha Romeo, Alpha Tauri, or Red Bull? Anyone?
2: Um, let's go Alpha Tauri first. I am going to say that um, they will score points in every race. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what have I said I mean. that? Big. That's yeah. It's a hot it day. Like in, in fairness, five. they nearly did that. They were only two races off doing that in 2020. Well, they, I know it's oh, more it's good, obviously. It's a, good, it's a
0: good prediction. More races
1: this year. Yeah, I
0: mean, they've never finished top five in the constructors. If they do that, they could. I mean, as Toy Russell and tauri over the 15, 16 years, so that and probably be, as Minardi as well. <laughs> yeah.
2: I think yeah. I can safely say Minardi didn't finish in the top five of the constructors. <laughs>
0: Uh, yeah, Adam, have you got anything?
1: Um Yeah. God. Is 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 Guzzly getting a podium? Is that that's not really warm enough, is it? Is it? Would uh, you oh, say I yes? think that's pretty good? I think that's pretty good because it's 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 not baseless, but it's
2: it's interesting and would make everyone go crazy if it happened. Should I go for um, If you think podium. about oh how, what are your um what are your criteria for that? Is it on pace or is it on um Chaos
1: anything if he gets if he's on, <laughs> if he's on, on the podium. <laughs> no, oh, well, yeah, mean, he was close to it. If they, to if they turn up to the weekend and they're, like, <laughs> and they're laughing well, in the top three for practice, then yes. well,
2: think about it. They were in Imola,
1: he qualified fourth in, in Imola. Where did they finish? He retired because
2: he had an engine yeah. issue, but <laughs> exactly. Um, but so, finished fourth. <laughs> but Kvyak finished fourth, so mm. realistically. Second race of the year, I don't that, think that's that, a, I don't think that's a bad shout at
1: all. I think that's really. Nigel, really I think you should go for that. I'd, okay, yeah, I'll, I'll stick with
2: that. Own Paddy about it as well. Put a quid on it. Is
1: is Nigel going to say Yuki Tsunoda oh, yeah, becomes I'm just, Japan's first yeah. first
0: race uh, winner? I think Alpha Romeo is are going to score at least. Fifty points this year, cool. Alfa Romeo, yeah.
2: fifty points. Yeah. I mean, how many did they score in twenty nineteen when they had an okay car?
1: I am looking like 40, 40, 40, I think 38? They scored fifty-seven actually.
2: Oh sh- goodness! Oh, that's a nice ball, okay. It? <laughs> well, I mean, it, so I got you're sixty. Saying? Then? What you're saying is <laughs> marking, marked improvement from last year.
1: Well, I mean, they got eight last year, so I, I, I think fifty yeah, exactly. is. I thought I thought it was way take. too high. In all honesty, um,
2: go for it, Nigel. Oh. Why not? Alpha to score fifty points. Mm.
1: Heck, all right. One of their again, like, tell me if this is too cold, and I'll raise it. One of one of their drivers will miss a race, at least one race.
2: Mm. Ooh, okay, which driver? Kimi or Antonio? And who will sub in? Well, actually, if, no, that would be Kibitza. Ignore me.
1: If pushed, I'd say... I'm pushing Kimi. you. Okay. but Okay. That, yeah, that is quite spicy, I'd say.
2: Um, these are yeah, very
0: interesting.
1: <laughs>
2: um, consi- yeah. Considering yeah. it's it could happen as well. It's not like we're saying it two years ago
1: when no one well, missed races, really. Um, it's a thing now, the- unfortunately. The other one I was weighing up was like one of them won't will like be replaced. Oh, oh, no, uh, that's they're they're too they're too boring and pessimistic for that. Which we will discuss the pessimism stakes every every week. So no, I'll I'll go with that. Although I'll claim it if either of them miss one. To be honest, but
2: yeah, do it, claim it. Um, oh, I've got to think of one now. I've had enough time, and I've just been lapping up
1: your predictions. So right, Nigel can go for his if. First.
0: Oh thanks for that, Adam. I, I mean <laughs> I not have one. No, I I'm I saw a bus maybe. going out the
1: window, and I thought, oh, I could just throw Nigel under that. <laughs> yeah,
2: I was I was gonna say that Kabitz basically was gonna do right. I was gonna say basically the same as Adam's, but oh mm. I don't know anything. Um Fred is gonna leave. And... What? Fred is <laughs> gonna leave Alpha Romeo. Oh
0: okay. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Uh yeah, I think Red Bull not Red Bull. Verstappen's gonna win more races than Hamilton.
1: Oh wow, okay. <laughs> okay.
0: I've just nice. decided.
2: <laughs> and so Bottas is gonna win the championship then.
0: <laughs> Someone will win it.
2: <laughs> yeah. I mean and no, I mean to And we're gonna present the next episode from the moon. <laughs>
1: <laughs> or, or the Silverstone Paddock. I Either yeah, are, as unlikely. Um, <laughs> bloody hell. I'm, I, I'm I'm not going for that. I'm, why that didn't you say that to yet? last? <laughs> um, Perez oh. won't win a race? Is that... That's quite an ordinary
2: take, I would say. Yeah. I think... Yeah, and that's quite a normal yeah. one. I think if you said that, everyone would say, I agree with
1: you. Which is why
2: it's not well, hot.
1: That is a shame. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Honda will be so happy
2: with how 2021 is going, they will stay on.
1: He's <laughs> <laughs> he <does>. just <coughs> gone even hotter from Nigel's. Um, Come on, Adam, run out of time. Okay. The s- Stappen will only get three, three wins.
0: Wow, the same
1: amount as he's got in the past three years. <laughs> yes. Nigel, okay. what's your Alpha Tauri one?
0: Oh, oh right. We'll do it each team. Yeah, we have. Well, we've done. random things yeah. to be honest for the last 10 minutes. Uh, Alpha Tauri.
1: You're on well, the clock quick, as well.
0: have got to, to score Gasly. Probably.
2: that's a normal take but we'll have it's to take it because normal. we've got to go and we got we've got to, to go. end the podcast
0: yes uh, thanks for listening as I already said before you can find us on YouTube Spotify, iTunes and on Twitter uh, we'll be back next week to talk about more car launches I guess I think Is there's it? some more yeah Mercedes and Alpine and Aston Martin tapping
1: yeah
0: Next these week. are going to be so, the cool
1: ones hopefully big yeah. moves Coming up, we'll see you on the Weekly Get F One podcast.
0: Yeah, we'll see you then.
1: Bye, Bye everybody.